welcome to the Impact on the Ground podcast series. I'm Tiia Sammalahti, CEO of whatimpact.com, a tech for good company with the mission to become the LinkedIn of CSR. In this podcast series, we'll dig deeper into what it takes to make an impactful change in our society. I'll give a voice to charities, social enterprises, companies, grant makers, individuals and government officials who all have one thing in common. They are keen to make a difference. We dive into practical solutions and observe the dynamics of those who have resources to give and those working with the beneficiaries on the ground. Let's start making an impact together. Hello, my name is Vidya Palaram and I'm the COO at What Impact. And today we have a very special episode. Today, I will be asking the questions to Tia, uh, who normally asks the questions. And we are going to find out a little bit about herself and what were the motivations behind why she set up What Impact. So, Tia, hello. Hello. Hello, Vidya. <laughs> Lovely <laughs> to meet you in this van. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so, Tia, let's, let's start why did you set up what impact well uh so social mission i guess um passion to make a change um well from my past i've learned uh, that i'm i'm pretty much a business uh, person and i've been always working with new concepts i would say creating something new for the business environment and i'm not the social worker by nature uh i have in my past tried to help out other people in difficulties and stuff but uh, you know I I have kind of learned my lesson that that, that work is for prof- professionals <laughs> mm. so um, uh, then I just thought uh, a long time ago that you know how could I harness my skills to make an impact and uh, then it really kind of cut to me through my own experience fundraising for certain charities and Uh, doing a lot of skills-based volunteering, uh, collecting money, product service donations um, within this kind of a large female network that I founded that, you know, this model has to be scaled and digital solution was the solution, you know, for that, that if you want something scalable, you know, uh, in, in the charity world, you know, digitalization, you know, is kind of the solution for it. And then the platform idea came long time ago before even social media was born i was talking about uh, what impact as a portal which i guess it is some kind of a portal at the moment but it was the era of portal portals Mm. and uh and i had the idea but i think the world wasn't ready i didn't try to set it up as a business then but i was very passionate and uh, i created a lot of materials start working with people start thinking about the tech and stuff and then lots of years later then I started actually setting it this up maybe approximately five years ago in in the UK and yeah of course the uh, concept has been changed a little bit since the original thought of 2007 but the principle is the same connecting companies charities and individuals and a platform uh, place which is transparent, efficient, where you can actually learn about the other organization as much as is needed in order to collaborate and make a match. And also I'm very passionate of, of kind of bringing uh, front 
charities, social enterprises, any social value organization who have proven impact, because as we know, not every charitable activity or beneficiary work is impactful. And I'm very much into <clears throat> kind of supporting those organizations who have proven impact, who have the biggest impact, because that is the only way forward. It's not about who has the loudest voice or who has the biggest brand presence uh, or what, what is the sexiest cause. It's about what the world needs and that's something that has been very important for me and I think like what impact as a concept now you know really kind of helps uh, in not only the transparency but efficiency in matchmaking and bringing that like um, how would I say democracy uh, to the field of social value. So, Tia, what happened before What Impact? What was the story that led up to What Impact? Yeah, that uh, story uh, begins um, 20 years ago almost. <laughs> so uh, I was a, a single mom, businesswoman, working full-time, two young kids, um, and uh, I just had a really big kind of a drive to help uh, other women and children. I could, you know, kind of see in my situation that the things could be much worse. And, um, you know, I, I thought to find a charity that I could support myself, maybe giving some money and then like use clothes and stuff like that. And it was really hard to find. I had to search some yellow pages and, you know, and then I suddenly find a charity um, who helped children and uh, women in need. And, um, I was so ignorant, uh, luckily, that I contacted the CEO of the charity, which was kind of like a waste of her time, but then happened to be that it's not. But I contacted her, went to visit, and I wanted to learn about the charity. And whilst I was sitting there and she was talking about the amazing work with teenage mothers, drug addict moms, you know, and so on. And, uh, and I was sitting there, I realized that, oh my goodness, that I as a single person have now spent like an hour of her time and she's talking to me like, and she could be doing so much more like valuable work. Mm. <clears throat> and I, I said to her that I'm so impressed that I'm, kind of humbled that she could even see me and I apologize for taking her time but I said that I will make this world for you a while that I will be coming back at some point and I will be doing something for you guys and from that day on I decided that I have to invent something that is scaling something it's not just me giving I have to invent something and uh, at the same time, it was like 20 years ago, like I said, uh, women didn't have always the same work opportunities than men. Uh, it wasn't, of course, very obvious, but yes, we, we were left out and I was a very ambitious business person. I could see that, you know, I couldn't get to the tables where I was supposed to be uh, in terms of my kind of achievements. And uh, we then sat down with several women and decided that we're going to be setting up this kind of network organization, which is invitation only for very established uh, business people, ambitious people who are willing to help each other. And half of the kind of the purpose of the network would be then helping out this charity that I have found, you know, children and women. But then half of the time we were then just developing ourselves, our network and kind of really bonding and helping each other out in the business world. And it, we ran that uh, organization successfully and I was the head of it like for five years in the beginning and and we started doing quite big projects for, for this charity. So we were actually renovating their buildings. 
we used our own expertise because we had we have lawyers and property developers we had interior designers in in the community everybody gave their time for free and because we knew so many people and companies we were just picking up phones and getting everything for free whether it was a, a truck taking something to the dump or whether it's paints or walls or whatever cross for the playgrounds equipment and uh, then we just collected a little bit money uh, to fill in the gaps but otherwise we were doing uh, work that was worth like tens of thousands not even hundreds of thousands mm. for this charity uh, in their property wise we were also doing a lot of collections for Christmas for poor uh, poor families and stuff and after doing that for five years I was just thinking that hell I mean we've been spending so much time in this and creating this network, but not every charity can have this kind of a supporting organization. That what about if there were like a digital platform where any charity could actually list whatever they needed and the public could just go there and find them on a map based on the courses, whatever, and they could see how they could help because everybody has something to give, whether you're individual, whether your company, any organization can donate something. And uh, yeah, that was a long time ago. Uh, and then economic crash 2008, when I was really kind of excited about my idea. And I was like, okay, I cannot set anything up. And luckily I didn't, I must say, I think world wasn't so ready. So now we can go back to maybe five, six years when I started really working within charity industry here in the, in the UK, building my networks, launching our first iteration 2018 of the platform. Uh, and now which is extended to what impact, which is now two-sided marketplace for anything that has to do with social value and so on. So yeah, it started 20 years ago from my personal desire to help. Wow, that's incredible. I had no idea it was such a long story. Wow, wow, wow. Um, if you, so if you were to summarize what your big why is in, in one or two sentences, what's the, the big why behind what impact? Well, like I said, that I think everyone has to contribute to the society. And I believe that I have talent of inventing new business concepts. And this is a business concept in such that, you know, it serves an industry. And this is my forte. And my idea has been backed now by, you know, the charity sector, CSR sector, companies, charities are excited about it. We've been getting government money. We've been getting investment money to build this in our platform. So it's my duty to take this further because if and when what impact becomes kind of like a LinkedIn for the CSR, there will be so much uh, more money, time and other resources saved from both recipient side of the organizations, the beneficiary organizations, and also from companies and grant makers who are now using sometimes more money in order to find the partners and managing them rather than donating. So if we can save time and money from both ends, uh, then we have kind of the chance to actually reach the UN Sustainability Development Goals because, uh, you know, we just need more resources for delivering social value. And social value to me is environmental, culture, any value, but societal value. Excellent. So, so essentially, it's basically everyone pulling together mm. to basically make the world a better place yeah. in a strategic manner. Yeah. Yes. So it is actually uh, systems change. Because you can create change in different levels, 
You can do like active emergency chains, which is of course needed. If there's a hurricane, you have to help the victims. Then you go deeper and deeper. I'm trying to change the system, how these collaborations are made. And that's my level. And I believe that this concept, which is obviously not now only my brainchild anymore. We have a team and you know, like Yuga, Yuvidia, <laughs> and uh, the whole team and uh, our advisors, investors, the whole CSR sector who has been behind us now. I mean, we've been doing so much workshopping and working with our clients in order to achieve what we have achieved now. So, you know, we believe now as a community that if this works, you know, it has a huge impact. And that's my mission. Cool. So why is it so important to change the way how partnerships are formed? Well, it is just, you know, uh, first of all, a lot of resources are perishable. So if you don't volunteer like this week and you had time, you cannot save that time. You cannot put it in a bank. Lots of services that uh, companies could be donating. They might be, you know, they have some spare time. They don't have client work at some point or some. You cannot like put that in a bank. There are a lot of product donations. They have to get rid of something, you know. They cannot be stored forever. They have to be donated. Uh, also, you know, if you think about companies, for instance, if you don't donate something this budget year, you kind of don't keep it in the bank. Every year is a different fiscal year. Mm. So if you have something to give, it has to be given just on time. Um, so that's one thing. Then uh, lots of organizations want to find each other. So difficult. Like I said, 20 years ago, I was looking something from the yellow pages. Today, people are still looking something on almost like today's yellow pages, just browsing Google. Yeah, Google is the yellow page and you're trying to find something and you don't know anything about this organization, different web type of websites, different kind of information. You have to start really kind of digging in deep. Do companies have that time? You know, uh, you know do they have people for the job? So the finding information, finding the right organization, and then actually kind of start matching and having the communication. What would they need? What would they achieve with it? The whole thing. We have put everything on the platform now. Everything is there. It's a tool that you use. And uh, uh, it's due diligence, it's transparent information, and the most important, impact reporting. If we want to save the world, you know, make it a better place, we have to support organizations who have the big, who make the biggest change, the biggest difference. And that's why the impact reporting is so uh, important. We have created this extensive tool now based on our years of, you know, kind of working with the organizations on social value that they can report constantly to their funders about the achievements, what they made. And not only like some quantitative numeric values, how many people uh, reads or something, but what is the difference that they made to this world with proven data and also the linkage to the UN Sustainability Development Goals. So that will then, uh, you know, uh, kind of influence on that, that the companies and crown makers will be then uh, moving the money and other resources towards those organizations who make the biggest difference. Obviously, and then the whole world, you know, benefits. Cool, so amazing. So knowing what you know now, mm -hmm. uh, several years into this journey of entrepreneurship, what would you do differently, if anything? Well, uh, 
Actually, the, uh, I could approach the question from two aspects. As a, I could be giving like startup as advice as a mm. startup entrepreneur, you yeah. know, and in that, or then kind of from my personal kind of life aspect of things. So I don't know which which one you want to tackle. Both, because actually I'd love to know, you know, what, what advice <clears throat> do you have for any budding entrepreneurs? Yeah. And then, um, yeah, of course, the people at the heart of, of startups. So both, I think, are really valuable. So, yeah. Well, um, well, it's been, a, uh, in my case, it's been a huge personal journey. So uh, I, I must say that like six years ago, I was a totally different person. Uh, I took the leap seven years ago to uh, do a full-time MBA course. I moved from Finland to UK to a different market, brought my family, three children and a husband here and did my full-time uh, MBA and uh, I was a really different person, but, you know, I knew I wanted to look things from different aspect, aspects. And uh, I was part of uh, this kind of female network here in London uh, called Trivium Woman, which is a concept that still runs and it's amazing. So um, I was there part of that organization for several years and kind of did some kind of I would say personal viewpoint changes, not real lifestyle changes or anything like that, but, you know, kind of the mindset changes. Not that I wasn't a brave person before, but kind of really kind of dedicating myself to my own uh, path and kind of being very true to myself. And, uh, and I chose to be positive. You know how uh, easy it, it to dwell sometimes in negative feelings and also kind of become quite cynical. Yeah. And also, you you know, you might be hanging around with people who are not like good for your soul, I would say. And I'm not talking in any, not in like negative to happen, but you know, it's just like two superficial people who don't have their values in place. And I just chose to, I chose to go to a different route. And that then gave an opportunity to really get this startup going mm. because I, I knew that I was on my path. I chose to be positive. I chose to believe and I didn't have a plan B. That's so cool. So I chose to have only plan A and it was very difficult. And of course, setting up a startup when you have a PowerPoint presentation and no technology background at all and you are setting up a tech company. And, uh, you know, I really invested my own time but also my savings yeah. so my kind of advice to anyone is that you have to have some kind of a financial leverage and it was everything was myself earned money from my work so it wasn't like some I had some cash just lying around the bank but I have to give up a lot of stuff and also all the time balance that I don't give up too much because I still had a family you mm. know to feed and stuff so everything had to be kept in balance and uh, then, you know, I found my lead investor who was a soul sister uh, and uh, who then believed in the systems change. She could see that in the concept and she said that this is where I want my money to go to. She said she could put it in philanthropy, just give it away to charity. But she then thought that she would be investing it in this social impact company because she thinks that with that money she can help tens of thousands of organizations eventually so that then created the first like the win that I could just set up the first iteration of the platform and uh, then after that if you you were asking about what would you do differently I think it has to do uh, mainly that the people you work with 
And I've been now doing this so many years that, of course, there, there's been different subcontractors, different people working for me, uh, you know, lots of collaboration with different kind of organizations. And I have to say that only all, all the struggles have come from kind of bad choice of people and then not letting them go kind of early enough. Mm -hmm. Because you cannot get tracked by a person or organization who is not supporting you while you're kind of doing a joint venture somehow or you're collaborating. You, you, even though you think that somebody's so valuable uh, as an organization or individual that they know so much or they have this reputation or whatever, if if the the energy is not there and the belief is not there, you know, you they will track you down as a uh, your energy and as a person. So, yeah, I've been doing, of course, tough choices as well. But I think that those have been the most kind of kind of needed choices. And that those have been, of course, the more difficult ones when you have to leave something behind or or change your course and stuff. How do you, um, I mean, for sure, for sure, for sure, I, I hear what you're saying. Um, how do you ensure that you get the right balance? Because there's a lot of work to do uh, as a CEO and founder and in startup world, we're all wearing three or four different hats at the same time. Mm. So how do you ensure that you move the company on at the right pace yet still have quality time with the family? Well, uh, I don't know. Sometimes you might think that, do, you, do I have a balance? But then again, what is the balance is the question. I've always worked hard. And uh, some people are uh, kind of saying, uh, you know, to me that, of course, you are working hard because this is your baby. I'm like, I've always worked hard, regardless if I work for somebody else's baby. You know, mm. I've always been very entrepreneurial in mind. I've been only working with companies within companies or, you know, uh, just that I really loved and I was passionate about. And I've been working in various industries and property development, marketing, PR, luxury goods, and, and so on. I've been always passionate about those, those things. And I was working maybe even harder than now. I was like, you know, almost like a workaholic at some mm. point. So, uh, you know, I work a lot, but I, I guess um, having this kind of a vision keeps you energized yeah. and then kind of that you have people who believe in it. They, you have funders, you have staff who is uh, excited about the vision and they, they believe in it and stuff. It just keeps you going. And uh, yeah, I definitely, as you know, uh, Vidya, I can go supping three, three o'clock in the afternoon or I might be taking a nap mm. in the middle of the day. Uh, I've chosen to just nurture myself, take the privileges what also the staff members have going out for hour in the middle of the workday mm. or something. And then, you know, you work maybe later in the evening, you, you know, maybe you do something during the weekend. It's not about hours. It's about how you use to your time. So, yeah, I think I've been quite good at keeping the balance, but um, I am totally different from many, maybe other mothers. And um, yeah, I've been feeling guilty about it sometimes as well that I've been, I've been working a lot and stuff, but then again, I have to be true to myself and what my strengths are and who I am as an individual. Not everybody is, um, you know, um, baking cookies at home and uh, taking the doing the school runs and stuff. So I've been just 
doing other stuff and <laughs> other people have been doing those things, I guess. Yeah. So what's your, um, your ultimate vision for what impact? Well, I really hope, I, I think it sounds very cliche, so some people are laughing at me, but then some people actually see this, that you know how like LinkedIn changes how people are being connected in the business world, whether mm. it's sales or recruitment. I want this to happen to what impact that the CSR activities, the connections and stuff and the transparent, everything is there in one place and we can be then linked with other kind of platforms or softwares and their data. Not that everybody's just using us because that wouldn't make any sense, but we are the place where you connect all this information mm. to. So it's in one place. So it's like a roof of, of con concept. Of course, I want this to be scaling to other countries, definitely, because, uh, you know, the challenge in the sector is mm. the same. It doesn't matter where you go. So that's my vision. That's cool. Cool. Thank you for sharing. I've got some um, quick fire questions to get mm -hmm. to know you better, if that's okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. So um, what book are you currently reading? It's one of my favorite questions because I think you learn a lot about somebody when you find out what they're, what they're reading. <laughs> Well, oh, difficult question. I might have some kind of unfinished uh, crime novel somewhere that I don't remember the name. So uh, I think I have to read so much for work. Mm. You know, like we do heavy duty content. We're doing white papers and academic journals and, uh, you know, government procurement policy notes and stuff. So I have to read quite a lot. Uh, so that's why my book reading mm. is in, it's not in, in very good state. But um, yeah. I guess I was reading some self-help books, you know, kind of, uh, well, actually listening, if that counts. It does count because I hear what you're saying. Yeah. I was exactly the same boat, reading, writing so much. And I was so grateful for when Audible came out because actually I was, years were going by because I just couldn't look at another book by the time I got home uh, because I'd read so many heavy documents during the day. So yes, what are you listening to then? Yeah, so I don't even remember the name. I have to maybe dig it out from my mobile, but mm. uh, there it was some kind of a personal development book uh, about like a certain personalities and their attachment styles. Okay. Was it attached? I think, yeah. And uh, because I think, um, you know, whether it's romantic relationship or whether it's any friendships or how people interact, it's very important to understand where you kind of come from, mm. where, where you're kind of emotions come from why you're reacting why you're reacting yeah. because you might be having different attachment styles and I think it was actually called attached yeah. and was very interesting book and you know uh yeah but that wasn't audible cool yeah. all right so this one um what was the first concert you went to I guess it was Van Halen in Helsinki maybe 1985 somebody Probably, <laughs> I don't know. That probably was it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like an old Olympic stadium, uh, you know, which was used for the concert. So, oh wow, interesting. You mentioned the Olympics because that nicely takes me on to my next oh. question. <laughs> uh, it's an Olympic year, so I thought if you could win any Olympic medal, what would it be? So I'm curious. I'm not sure what basketball, of course. Ah, I would never have guessed that one. I would oh. have put you as a runner. Yeah, well, I am a runner, but mm. I'm a basketball player as well. 
And I have to now emphasize the fact that I wasn't super good, <laughs> but I have played in a very good team in Finland or, uh, when I was a teenager. Lots of, um, you know, kind of very good players. And um, I was I was lucky to be involved. Uh, and uh, yeah, I had my strengths. I was a very good defender, but not uh, that big of a hoop shooter. But yeah, and uh, I've been playing here in London as well in mixed league uh, oh, for several fun. seasons and so on. So I'd love to be that good that I won an Olympic <laughs> medal. <laughs> that would be amazing. That's so cool. It's almost like you're a mind reader and you're going into all of my questions. So my next question is, what's your hidden talent? Well, it's not my hidden talent, <laughs> it is for sure, but um, what would be my hidden talent? Hidden talent. Well, actually, I don't know if it's very hidden, it might be obvious talent, but uh, I've always said that I'm not brilliant <laughs> in anything, but I'm good at many things. Uh, so my children know that... It, Well, I, I'm a big cooker, but I'm not this kind of stay-home mom mm -hmm. who nurtures. And, you know, I've been always saying that mom can fix everything. That if there's a problem in life in any areas, I'm a very good fixer. So I just fix things. Mm. And uh, that's what I tell them. And they always know that, okay, they might be not freshly baked cookies at home when mm. they come. But but if they have a problem, <laughs> mommy will fix it. So fixing everything <laughs> and <good>. anything. <laughs> So, Tia, thank you. I've got one last question for you. Where is your happy place? Well, that's very uh, simple. Um, I live in Guildford, and my happy place is Riverway, you know, the pathways, and the Surrey Hills would start, you know, the downs that I run there. And it's just that those hills and that river has really kept me sane, not just during the COVID, but throughout these years, uh, you know, It's been sometimes very challenging to set up this company and stuff, but they've been just, I don't know, they've been getting me so much energy just running there, whether it's been raining, shining, whatever. And uh, yeah, it's just this Surrey nature is something that I really, really appreciate. And yeah, I just feel like home. That's oh. that's where is my happy place. Oh, it's amazing. Nature is very good to uh, energize the soul and provide creativity. Definitely. And I guess every but it has their kind of own kind of environment. Of course, there are lots of beautiful places in the world, uh, but for some reason, I really enjoy this English, like a Surrey area, nature, the green, you know, kind of the wild kind of forest and, and stuff, and I love the riversides. But also then, you know, kind of the mountains that you can ride either with your bike or, or, or running. But especially like, let's say, last spring when the first lockdown came and, uh, you know, there was lots and lots of kind of alone time. Uh, I was then a single person and had my child, my who is now only child who is living at home because my older ones are adults already and moved out. So I had half of the time by myself in a locked um, apartment and, you know, I, I thought that the, the nature really kind of <laughs> kept me mm. sane and, you know, every every day I was looking forward to going out. Yeah, I was I was probably in the best shape in my whole life because <laughs> there was nothing else to do. <laughs> That's brilliant. That's so, so good. That's yeah. so, so good. Tia, thank you for your time and thank you for um, letting me interview you and allowing our listeners to 
guess a better understanding of who you are as a CEO and founder and understanding why you uh, created What Impact. I think it's been a very interesting story. I've known you for many years. Mm. There's lots of things that I didn't uh, know. So thank you for sharing. <coughs> and maybe next time I interview you. So uh, video has been such an incremental part of this What Impact development and journey that uh, we make a very good team. So Let's focus on your story next time. Oh, gosh. Didn't see that one coming. Um, so if any of our listeners uh, are intrigued about What Impact, um, please go onto the platform, um, whatimpact.com, create a profile. It's open to companies, grant makers, charities, and social enterprises. And essentially what we're trying to do is we're trying to match the companies and grant makers who've got resources to give with charities and social enterprises based on shared visions and missions and goals. And as Tia said, um, once these resources have been shared and partnerships have been formed, then um, the supporters, the grant makers and companies will get a social impact report, which is crucial to... Uh, shareholders of and stakeholders of, of many of these organizations so um follow us on linkedin we're we're what impact uh, follow us on on insta um and we're on facebook so we are very much um kind of a company who is out, out and open and you can definitely reach us through channels we respond to emails and phones and and all that so we really want to interact with any type of organization or individual cool thank you again super Should thank we... you thank you video all right, signing out <laughs> bye-bye so thank you for tuning into what impact on the crown podcast it's been great to have you with us i'm tia sammalahti ceo of whatimpact.com a tech for good company with the mission to become the linkedin of csr Whether you are a company with resources to give or a charity or social enterprise looking for resources to make an impact, check out our platform and start your free trial now. Let's make a difference together.